0: digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com slash stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace?
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me is Chuck Bryant. I'm doing sign language at you, Josh. Are you are you doing finger fumblers? Uh, no, but since
3: you brought it up, we have a finger fumbler, good blood, bad blood, not to jump the gun. That mean, that has nothing to do with this podcast. Can want you to sign go. that out for me? No.
2: Okay. Well, to anyone who knows sign language, give uh, good blood, bad blood a shot. Oh, and that also reminds me, Chuck, one of our listeners sent in a, uh, I guess, a um, mind melt right. exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a clockwise circle on the floor with your right foot mm-hmm. while writing the number six on a pad of paper.
3: I tried it. And it is really yeah, tough. It made me
2: crazy. It, yeah, things like that really get to Chuck. Right. So, Chuck, that's a good thing that we had this little bit of banter because I had like no introduction whatsoever for this one. How convenient. How about this? Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I have not. Nor have I. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I haven't. And, and I even lived, you know. In the north. Sure. Well, not the north, the midwest, but the northern midwest. Well, it's not too far from Ohio. No, it's not that far, uh, especially Toledo. You right. Know? So, um, but yeah, never made it up there. And actually, the the only time I've ever really seen Niagara Falls um, was on, what, Superman 2? Right. That where Clark Kent and Lois Lane honeymooned, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. That's the only time you've seen Niagara Falls? Yeah, that's the most I've seen of it, I oh, should okay. say. Yeah, it's not the only time. Gotcha. I don't live in a cave, Chuck. Right. Um... So I do know a few things about Niagara Falls. Let's hear it. You want me to lay it on you? Lay it. I will tell you this, Chuck. Every year, Niagara Falls attracts about 12 million visitors. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's a huge tourist attraction, Big as night. you know. Um, and from what else, I, what, from research, I've also found that um, if you stand there long enough, somebody's going to go in. What do you mean? They're well, going to go well, in the you... Niagara River, and they're going to go over the falls. If you stand there long enough. Uh, long enough. Now, we may be talking like... Months, years—sure, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but they do pull about twenty bodies out of the bottom of the falls every year. Yeah, sadly, it's
3: a—it's a suicide destination for—for for some folks.
2: Yeah, and that was just suicides, right? Right. Yeah, but there are a subgroup of humans running around over the last hundred or so years mm-hmm. who actually go over the falls on purpose. Right, daredevils—that old cliche, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Right. There's actually a lot of people who have done that. And it's usually a barrel. Yeah, yeah, especially the old-timey people. They they went over in barrels. All of them, all, yeah, all of them modified. Yeah. And then, you know, as we progressed further into the twentieth century, the barrels became, you know, a little better, a little stronger. But yeah, pretty much all barrels or balls. Right. Spheres. Right. If I'm not mistaken, sixteen people have done so. From nineteen oh one to two thousand three. Right. And as far as I could find, uh the guy who did it in two thousand three uh was the the last one. I couldn't find anybody who's tried it more recently. Right.
3: His is the most amazing, but we should probably save that. Just yeah, so let's, people let's don't dial turn it, it back off a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we wanna we wanna pay it out slowly. So uh, Chuck, let's talk about the falls a little bit. How, how's your geography? Terrible. <laughs> you want me to handle
3: it? <laughs> well no, I mean I can I can give you a few facts here and there, but geography as a whole is not my strong suit.
2: Alright, well give us a few facts here or
3: there. Geographically speaking, if mm-hmm. you've never been to Niagara Falls, you might think that it's one set of falls, and if you've seen sure. the famous photos. But it is actually three sets of falls, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know. Uh, Horseshoe Falls. Yeah, that's the uh, Canadian one, right? Uh, yes, the American Falls. That's the, American, <laughs> the one. American one. And the lesser known and smaller uh, Bridal vale Veil Falls. Right. And I know you have some good numbers on these.
2: Well, I, I can tell you that this three-fall setup that we see in uh, Niagara Falls today, or people unlike me who go to Niagara Falls right. see today, um, it's actually only about 500 years old. Uh, the, the falls actually erode... These days, because they've hit some serious bedrock, they erode backward about four to five feet a year. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot, but they've eroded much, much more quickly than that, uh-huh. um, over time. And also, I should say that the, the, the entirety of, of Niagara Falls is only about 15,000 years old. Uh, it was, uh, the result of the last ice age or the end of the last ice age. Um, Good but sir. okay, so, so it's, um, eroding backward five, feet a year, Uh Um, and eventually it hit a point and and the river went down enough, the the water flow went went lowered enough, that it hit this island, which split it into two. That'd be the Niagara River, correct? The Niagara River was split into two, and actually there's a second smaller island, Luna Island, that split it into three and created Bridal Veil Falls. Right. Um, But this island called Goat Island is actually named after a herd of hapless goats that froze to death on the island, um, in 1780. They belonged to a goat herder named John Stedman. That's, and that's why Goat that's, Island is called Goat Island. They and, weren't fainting goats, were they? No, they were freezing goats. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's a little bit about, um, Niagara Falls. Oh! I should probably give some stats here, because I know everybody loves stats. Do you have any stats about No, the, uh... I'm usually stat man, but the, uh. Can I take your, your role today? Please do. Okay, so Horseshoe Falls is by far the biggest one. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a 167 foot drop. Then it hits the Mate of the Mist pool and actually goes down about another 180 feet. So if you plunged right down to the, the Mate of the Mist pool, um, what is that? That's like almost 400 feet, right? it's quite a bit that's a significant drop um it's a, there's a 2600 foot brink uh-huh. and the water goes over that brink at about 600,000 gallons per second right that's a lot of water yeah so you
3: know if you went over the falls and survived you've still got this water beating down on you at that kind of rate right
2: which you could easily die. And even though um, Horseshoe Falls is much bigger and the, the the water volume is is much greater, that's the one that people go over right. when they go over Niagara Falls. Because American Falls um, it, it it puts water out about one hundred and fifty thousand gallons a second, but uh, the one hundred and seventy six foot drop to uh-huh. the bottom about one hundred and six feet of that is rock. Right, so you drop seventy feet right on this huge tumble of rocks. Yeah, it's not a good idea to go over that one. Yeah. It's nice to look at. It is very pretty, especially with Bridal Veil Falls just falling in the right. background. Superman flying around. <laughs> <laughs> <good>. Saving people. <laughs> so, um, so okay, there are people who go over the falls, Chuck, and um, do you know much about Daredevils? I think is a pretty fair description of these people. Well, I wrote an article on Daredevils. Was that your article? It was. That was a great article. I actually went back and referenced that. Thanks. And Enjoyed I it. saw that there's a picture of the first person to go over the falls in your article.
3: Right, who was a woman. Yeah. And Edison Taylor. Yep. But backtracking again, we're, we're saving our, our anecdotes
2: of the people who went over. So. Yeah, we're talking about daredevils, right? Right. What about that one study? Uh, which one? The one with the testosterone?
3: Oh, right. Yeah, daredevils have a, uh, what is it, a higher level of testosterone, but a lower level of um,
2: satisfaction. So I, so I, I looked it up, serotonin. Right. Uh, and it's serotonin, one of the things it does, it's a neurotransmitter, and um, it, it acts to curb impulsiveness. So apparently high levels of testosterone and low levels of, you know, a neurotransmitter that right. curbs impulsiveness equals daredevil. Right. Uh, so that's one explanation. Another explanation is found actually in some poor lab mice who had the um, the Staffman gene uh, bred out of them. The infamous Staffman gene. <laughs> yeah, it's about to be infamous. Right. Um, this gene produces a protein, right, that mm-hmm. allows um, nerve cells to... Uh, to communicate with one another in the amygdala. Mm -hmm. And the amygdala is known to um, allow us to form fear memories, memories from fear, aversion. Sure. Like put your hand on a hot oven, your amygdala is going to be like, Oh, we can't do that right. again. So. I think hot stove is what they generally say, but a hot oven's bad too. <laughs> Quiet, you. Hear. Okay, hot oven, hot stove. Sure. I, I know what you mean. Um, so the so these mice, are, they were actually called in this article rather sensationally, um, daredevil mice. They they showed no, no signs fear. of traditional mice fear. They mm-hmm. explored open spaces. Um, they really didn't have much of an aversion to receiving electric shocks. Basically, these, these mice are leading a pretty hard life. I think up at Cornell or Rutgers.
3: Right, and uh, I know that uh, uh, daredevils often say that they don't fear uh, things like most people do. So it's not like they're just overcoming this thing and they just have to jump off right. of out of the plane. They really, it just doesn't affect them. Right.
2: Way. Which is, I, I can't even begin to conceive of that.
3: I have a little bit of that to me. I used to repel really? and, yeah, stuff like that. Wow. I like but the there stage. was a little bit of fear involved, but... I was one of those that was overcoming the fear, as opposed well, good to for
2: you. Yeah, you're a self-actualized person. I was. All right. Well, Chuck, let's meet some of the idiots who've gone over in Niagara <laughs> Falls, shall we?
3: Yes. And at this point, as our attorneys would be so pleased, I will say that you should certainly never, ever, ever try to do this because it's very easy to die trying this as a stunt.
2: Conscientious and self-actualized. Right. I
3: think the fact that 16 people have gone over, 11 of which have survived in hundred years,
2: two people. Went over and survived twice. Correct. Which, <laughs> but five people died, so. Yeah, and horribly, too. We'll get to some of those guys, right? Right. So why don't we start at the beginning? The, the first person to go over Niagara Falls on purpose, as you said, was a woman, Annie Edson Taylor in yeah. 1901, right? Yeah, which is pretty
3: funny to think about way back then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she did this actually on purpose as a stunt to try and make money.
2: Yeah, fame and fortune uh-huh. is pretty much the uh, dominant reason people have for um, going over the falls, right?
3: Right, and she was sixty three at the time. She a spinster, I imagine. Yeah, she well didn't use listerine. Yeah, uh, she claimed she was forty three and got away with that, so she must have been in pretty decent shape. But uh, she packed a, a pickle <laughs> barrel with a uh, made it airtight and uh, packed it with pillows and and stuffed herself in there. And made it over, survived, and yeah. did not make a lot of money off of it. She,
2: was, she was smart enough to um, uh, compress air and right. to, to make it buoyant. And um, she also took her cat with her. Yeah. And, and they both lived. Yeah, a guy took his turtle later on too, someone else. Oh, we'll get to him. Okay. Sonny boy.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull. More intense than an alien abduction. And more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory. More intense than the latest true crime docuseries. And more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints. They're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go.
2: But yeah, she went over. She and the cat made it. But yeah, the fortune and fame that she sought was uh, elusive. It, it, she found and died, she penniless. died penniless, which is just sad. Yeah,
3: I don't like that term though. No one dies penniless. I'm sure someone does, but did she really not have a penny? Come I, on. I don't
2: know. I mean, a penny in 1901 was that's a lot. You know, they
3: should just say she died poor. Okay, that's just a personal beef. Or broke. Yeah, broke. busted. Well, her barrel busted. <laughs> okay, so uh, who's up next? Um. Let's see, how about uh well the first man was ten years later, uh Bobby Leach. Yeah. He was and, kind of a
2: stuntman, right?
3: Yeah, he was a circus guy. And uh july twenty fifth, nineteen eleven, he got into a steel barrel and uh floated, you know, eighteen minutes downstream and went over and survived he broke both his jaw and both of his kneecaps yeah and spent
2: six months in the hospital yeah not fun no but uh the the horrible ironic twist to mr leach's life is that 15 years later he slipped on an orange peel broke his leg it became infected it was amputated and two months later he was dead of complications right ultimately from slipping on an orange peel right and
3: if that had been a banana peel it would be a uh, three stooges episode it would have
2: been just painful to read right
3: it was so he he lived but perished in a odd
2: accident, which is interesting. You know me, Chuck. I have um, some fairly grisly tastes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think the guy with the coolest death of the Niagara Falls tragedies uh, was Charles Stevens. He right. went over in 1920.
3: I actually haven't heard this guy, so... It's cool. Oh, you haven't? No, it's cool. I'll lay it on you.
2: Um, he went over in an oak barrel, right? Uh, and it wasn't modified or reinforced in any way, but he modified the interior. He had an anvil... At the bottom, serve as ballast so it would stay upright. Okay. Um, and he had his feet strapped to the anvil for some reason, um, and uh, he had arm straps inside the barrel, uh-huh. so he was his arms were in there. He he went over. Um, apparently, when he hit the bottom, the anvil broke through the bottom of the barrel and dragged him down with it. And all they ever found of Mister Stevens was his arm still in the arm strap inside You're what kidding. was left of the oak barrel. Wow, I kid you not. Poor planning. Yeah, that's yeah. It so was it actually was his his whole his whole stunt was racked with poor planning. Other right. people who'd already gone over um and who who lived around the river and were kind of old sea dogs um were begging the guy to um you know, test it out, give it a try, reinforce it, um just do take all these extra precautions and you just wouldn't do it. So, right. As yeah. soon
3: as you said he, he had an anvil in the bottom, I kind of foresaw that coming. Yeah. Uh, Josh, another one that I thought was really sad um, that perished was uh, George uh, Stathicus in 1930.
2: He is uh, what Peter Tosh would call a mystic man.
3: Yes. Yeah. He was a chef in New York. He went over with his pet turtle, Sonny Boy, like we talked about. Yes. Uh, A hundred-year-old turtle named Sonny Boy. Supposedly. Yeah. And um, this one's really sad because he actually went over, perhaps successfully, and was stuck behind the curtain of water. And for no one, eighteen hours yeah, eighteen hours, no one could get to him, and they don't know for sure whether he survived the fall, but if he did, that means he spent um you know three to eight hours is all the air he had, and he actually
2: perhaps suffocated suffocated it. i uh, what I took from it was that they examined him and found that yeah he he- he most likely had suffocated, yeah that's terrible, but the turtle made it. Yeah. Sonny Boy made it. And the whole reason, uh, Mr. Stathakis took Sonny Boy, um, was so that if he died, Sonny Boy could tell the tale. And, uh, Sonny Boy never really said anything. Talking Turtle. I think that says it all. Mystic Man. So you want me to do another one? Uh, yeah. You're right. Okay. Uh, I love this guy. Nathan Boya. He's the first, uh, African American to go over. And he was also, he kind of bucked the trend of fame and fortune. Uh, the reason, uh, Mr. Boya went over was because it was something he just had to do. He felt he had to do. Really? That's what he said. Yeah. So he goes over in 1961, and this guy was pretty sharp. He took an oxygen tank with him, filled with 30 hours of air. Um, I believe he had a rebreather, and he went over in a, uh, a, I think it was a metal ball he dubbed the plungosphere.
3: Right. He did have a rebreather, which removes, uh, carbon dioxide. Yeah. It's so. like scuba.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, he went over in the falls. He went over the falls. Uh, he, um, he was successful. I think he got a little banged up, but not, not too much. And he was also the first person to be fined for breaking, uh, a law that was enacted, um, a couple of years earlier after right. another guy died. Um, that it's that makes it that made it illegal to uh go over Niagara Falls on purpose. So he paid 100 bucks which in 2008 dollars I looked up was 710.45 in today's dollars? Yes, as a fine. But he was the first one to ever be fined for doing it because I believe the fine today is 10 grand or more, yeah, or more. Yeah, and it's performing
3: a stunt without a license, is that what it is? Yeah,
2: and they've never given a license to anybody so. to do it, which yeah. it just seems like a bad idea. Sure. Cuz that's a lawsuit right there.
3: Um do you want to skip ahead to the most recent and most amazing or did you have another one?
2: You well, we can go backward? Do we have to do it chronologically? No, we
3: don't. I want to talk about the, the most recent in 2003. Well, let's do it because this guy went over without anything. And he's the only person known to go in on purpose without any kind of flotation, no barrel, no nothing. Just the clothes on his back. Clothes on his back. And uh, there's been speculation over the years whether or not he was suicidal Mm -hmm. or um, wanted fame and fortune. He apparently said that he uh, was, in fact, depressed for years. And his friends came out later and said, yeah, he'd talked about trying to commit suicide. And so when he went to Niagara, he literally stood on the other side of the rail Mm -hmm. and was contemplating it. And a woman behind him, who he did not know, sarcastically said... So what are you going to do, jump? In that voice. (laughs) No. And he said, yes, ma'am, I think I will. And he did so. And he jumped in and just a few moments later uh, plunged over Horseshoe Falls and said that it felt like I was being swallowed by a living organism. Cool. I was flying straight down at a tremendous speed and the force was so great, I thought it would rip my head off. Then it became dark, my ears popped, and I was trapped under 40 feet of water. It was beating the living... Heck out of me. <laughs> Did he say heck? No, he didn't. And I couldn't even get to the surface, and I remember thinking, well, Niagara, I think you've beaten me. And he said, then he was pushed forward and felt the sun on his face. Crazy. I know. What's the guy's name? Uh, Kirk Jones. Cool. So Kirk survived. He told a story to Outside Magazine, among others, and, um, apparently he said it filled him with the will to live, so. I would imagine so. Good for him. Kind of
2: like surviving a plane crash, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Except not quite. Well, yeah. Maybe the same, you know, part of the brain. Yeah, I think so. So, okay, can we go back one? Cause there is one other, one, one, of one your I forgot to mention. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so can we go back and, can I do one more? Venture back in time? Yeah. Sure. We'll go back to 1988, the heady days at the end of the Reagan era. My junior year in high school. When still, uh, wow, really? Yeah. I know, you're always marveled at my age. <laughs> I know. I'm like five years older than you. Wow. Get over it. Okay, alright, sorry. Um, so, so it was the end of the Reagan era, but Nancy Reagan's influence was still very clearly, um, imprinted upon the national psyche. Sure. Say and, no to in, drugs. In particular, two guys named Peter Debonardi and Jeffrey uh, Petkovich, right? Mm-hmm. And they decided that they were going to go over the falls in a barrel, and um, they did, in I think a 10-foot-long metal barrel uh, that was completely enclosed. Right. And the reason that they, they wanted to do this was because they wanted to make a statement against drugs, and if you look at their barrel, there's a picture of it in the article. It says, uh, drugs kill, right? Right. So what they're what they're saying uh, clearly is that it's you're, it's smarter to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel than it is to do drugs. Right. The problem is is that's just wholly untrue, which right. is why there's uh, 200 million illicit drug users worldwide and only 16 people who have ever gone over the right. Niagara Falls on purpose. And we're
3: certainly not really endorsing anything, but, yeah, going yeah. over the falls in a barrel is... is- virtual suicide it is that one kind of struck me that reminded me actually there was uh, the the other guy that was trying to raise awareness for the homeless
2: yeah what was
3: that yeah he went over in a jet ski a jet ski and the plan was to leap off the jet ski and his he had a rocket parachute that was going to open but there was some kind of malfunction and he
2: died i'd say the worst of all was jesse sharp in 1990 Oh, yeah. He didn't even have a uh, a parachute planned. Right. He didn't wear a helmet, and he didn't wear a life preserver, and he went over in a kayak on purpose. Yeah. Because he wanted a job in the stunt industry. So uh, I feel very badly for right. Jesse's family. Yeah, he perished. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. I think they found his kayak, and that was it.
3: Right. So I think the lesson, the takeaway, Josh, is uh, daredevil, legitimate business, uh, mm-hmm. going over the falls in a barrel, not
2: a good idea. No. and And stay off drugs, kids. So Chuck, audible.com yes. time. Yeah, our sponsor. And then maybe a little listener mail. Can we, can yes, we look I have forward a to that?
3: very special uh, listener mail that I am looking forward to.
0: Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice.
1: That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. That's right, there's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
2: And that means it's time for Listener Mail. Not only Listener Mail, Josh, this is Haiku Theater. Ooh, we know we can we it. get a special haiku theater uh, sound effect here? Well, we'll
3: see. I bet it's in there by the time uh, we listen to this. Yeah, okay. Uh, I have seven haikus, and they're short because they're haikus. <laughs> yeah. And we get them from our listeners. Sometimes they're in the form of corrections. Sometimes they're just cool little haikus. Okay. Uh, this one was related to the airplane uh, airplane. airplane. crash from Sarah Ann Lone, mm-hmm. which I liked. Mm-hmm. Hello, that's my seat. Sorry, can I squeeze by you? Wow, this is awkward.
2: Okay,
3: back, nice. Which is, do you show them the front of your body or the rear of your yes. body when you slide?
2: Again, it comes back to Fight Club a lot. That's it? right.
3: Uh, workplace boredom. I will file this under that one. Finger on keyboard. Carpal tunnel sets in slow. My cubicle life. This is from a board worker, uh, Brianna J. O'Sullivan.
2: It's depressing, Brianna.
3: Uh, Maggie Savage of Dover, New Hampshire sent us one about the hypoallergenic cats episode. Mm-hmm. Cats and dogs are swell. To darn their fur and odd sell. But hey, what the heck? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> nice. nice and light. Uh, our friend Marianne, teaching English in Thailand, says this. Village in Thailand. Nothing but rice and noodles. I crave cheddar cheese. Nice, yeah. I'll, I read that one, too. That's Have good. you checked
2: out her blog? It's pretty good.
3: It is very good. Uh, Aaron Nguyen sent this uh, his podcast routine. Control-Alt-Delete. Fresh cup of coffee in hand. Together we start. Great. Made me feel good.
2: That's a very hopeful haiku.
3: Uh, This is my favorite. This is from a 16 year old, uh, Timothy Sinclair of Albany, California. Haikus can be strange and end unexpectedly. Refrigerator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is my favorite. We I have a winner. Like uh, can we get, uh, what, what's the uh, what's the haiku writer's name, the last one? Uh, that was Timothy Sinclair, and I think he deserves a t-shirt. I agree. Timothy, send us your uh, address and t-shirt size to uh, our email, please. But that's not all. Oh, keep them coming, I Chuck. Do, no, I only have one more, and okay. this was actually sent today by Eric
3: Jones of Maryland. And Eric just hiked the entirety of the Appalachian Trail. And we actually conversed a bit today uh, via email. Yes. Sent pictures. I, I'm a hiker myself, so we kind of rapped back and forth about his experience, and uh, he seems like a very cool guy. So he wrote us a little haiku story about hiking the 18. Mm-hmm. So here it is. 2008, I took a long walk on the Appalachian Trail. Started in Georgia, seven months later finished on Mount... Catadun. Catadun, thank you. Came home, bought iPhone... Found you guys, then downloaded every show since March. Played sequentially in two weeks. I learned so much, and I'm still learning. Thank you for your time and for your excellent work.
2: Mention me on air. <laughs> so, I like the haikus that end with uh, question marks. Yeah, so me too. Or refrigerator. That's pretty good. That's the best one, Timothy. We're did you find out? Uh, did you find out if Eric hiked naked? As I hear is a trend to do on the AT. Uh, judging from the photos he sent,
3: he did not. Okay. But uh, there were really gorgeous pictures you should look well thank you I know you. you hate nature so
2: thanks to. it's not that I hate nature I'm just kind of a slug right um, so thank you to everybody who sent us haikus or any kind of mail if you want to send us a haiku or a hi guys you can send that to uh, podcast at howstuffworks.com
1: for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com
0: Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today.